Hey friends, it's Monica. I am so pumped to bring you another episode in this Curiosities and Conspiracies installment. Today, we are going to take you on quite a trip that includes JFK, Lincoln, presidents dying on the 4th of July, Jim Morrison's father, and flying babies. There's so much more than that to today's episode, so stay tuned. You're listening to Two Monicas and a Microphone, a finely crafted podcast about nothing serious. Seriously, I'm your host, Monica. And I'm the other Monica. Get ready to talk about anything and everything, from vampires to colorblindness to pet peeves to hot dogs and everything in between. Monica, today we are going to start another episode in one of my personal favorite series that we've done so far. What what is that? Curiosities, mysteries, and conspiracies. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So in season one, we dove a little bit into this type of thing with the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. And now we've gone through my really strange book from childhood <laughs> and found out what a weirdo I was. And now, we continue- <laughs> and now we'll continue to see what kind of weirdo I still am. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about when you're being weird. <laughs> yeah, that could be hours and hours. So today we're actually going to talk about coincidences. I think we're all pretty familiar with what a coincidence is. I don't believe in coincidence. You don't. So you think everything is fate. No, I think everything happens for a reason. And a coincidence is just the fact that you need to actually look at what's happening. Okay. So I will see if you change your mind after this, because I definitely believe in coincidences. I don't think everything happens for a reason. I think some things just happen and they're strange. So we'll go through first kind of what is a coincidence kind of chart it. This professor from Cambridge University over the past several years has started to compile data by both submitting their coincidences online. And he has come up with a little bit of an algorithm, if you will. Okay. Okay. I believe in those. Yeah. So here are a list of different types of coincidences that he has been able to pull out. One would be finding a link with someone you met. Simultaneous occurrence of events. Repetition of very similar events. Meeting someone you know, like you already know them, but in an unlikely place. A matching date. A matching name. Finding Mm -hmm. a link with an object. A matching number, like a number that shows up all the time in your life. Parallel stories with multiple matches, an object reappearing, and matching music. If we look at the definition of coincidence, just a very generic one is, is it's that? a it is a remarkable concurrence of events or circumstances without apparent causal connection. We're going to look at some things that might be considered coincidences. I believe in them. I don't think you can explain away everything or there's something mystic going on. So we'll discuss. So Monica, you don't believe in them, but do you have any coincidences? Do you have any personal stories that you would say, oh, well, that's 
quite the coincidence. I have what I call my personal numbers. Okay. And what's that? They're the numbers one and four in any combination. And it doesn't have to be both one and four, but Mm -hmm. it could be all fours. It could be all ones. It could be one and four in any combination. And I actually won a tidy sum in Las Vegas with those numbers because I looked at the roulette board and Mm -hmm. I saw a whole bunch of ones and fours. And I was like, I'm betting on one and four. And boom, there it was. I have a similar story for Vegas in a roulette table. Zach and I went to Vegas. So we get to our hotel floor and we're in room number 32. And I jokingly say, oh, there's our lucky number 32. Well... So I go to all sorts of different casinos and I notice that the number 32 is showing up on every single roulette table that I walk by. You'll hear 32, 32, 32. So I go and I set down a little bit of cash on a roulette table and I just know it's going to be 32 and it does. And I win $90, which is pretty fantastic. So we go to another casino and I told Zach, I go, I have to sit at that table and I have to put it all on 32. And he's like, you're such a weirdo. And I was like, no, I do. I do. (laughs) (laughs) And I chickened out and could not put it all on 32 because like I got some sort of weird feeling that was like, you're being greedy. I was like, okay, I'm only going to put half my money on 32. And that's all I did. I laid it down on 32. Boom. Immediately. Now the other one before it had taken a couple rounds to get to mm-hmm. the 32. This went okay. boom, 32. So the dealer looks at me, his eyes are huge. And I said, I want to cash out. And that made the pit boss come over. What? Yeah. The pit boss came over and I said, I don't know what to tell you. I just knew it was going to hit 32 and I want to cash out. And then of course they had to give me my money. Well, yeah. It's not like you were cheating. You can't really yeah. cheat with roulette. Well, I don't know. Maybe they thought. Uh, I, I mean, you, you can of- maybe, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. And so 32 kept hitting on roulette tables, but that was the only time I had the courage to sit down and do it. And it was just really crazy because I was being silly when I said 32 was going to be the lucky number. Yeah, no, the numbers one and four have come up in my life for, I'm going to say 20 years now. I'll look at the clock and it will say 1114. Do you think it's one of those things where because you're looking for it, you see it? No, if you're dead asleep and then you accidentally wake up and you look at the clock and the time is 1114, like, or 414. I don't want to wake up at 414 in the morning ever. Right. Well, I don't know. I thought maybe you're just walking by your clock. (laughs) No, but sometimes I open my phone and it will say 414 or 114 or 111. So right. right now I'm looking at my phone. It's 1104. Ooh. Okay. I have several notable coincidences. One time, Zach and I were going to vacation in Myrtle Beach, and another couple that we were very good friends with was at Myrtle Beach at the exact same time. What's really funny about that is we had been trying to get together and have dinner for nearly two years, and we ended up doing it in Myrtle Beach. That's fantastic. So my sister-in-law lost her engagement ring at a lake. Years later, she found the identical one in a drawer in a desk she bought at an auction. Whoa, that one's crazy. My best friend also married a Miller and... You know, he was from Wisconsin, where Zach's from Ohio, didn't know each other, not related. I dated three guys with the exact same birthday. That's weird. 
I'm just going to yeah, say weird. It is weird. It's very weird. I dated three um, Jewish guys and then I married one. <laughs> okay, so this next one is a doozy. If you consider it a coincidence at all. I was debating where to go to college, you know, end up being where I went, you know, where we went to college together. I was debating if it was right. And so I asked for God to send me a sign, which you can say this is a coincidence or you can say it's a sign. But I said, God, if I turn on the radio right now and this specific song is playing, then that means I should go to Hillsdale. And I turned the radio on and that song was playing. That's a sign. So that goes kind of back to what you're saying. If you don't believe in coincidences, then you would have to say that that is a sign. There's two more I'm going to share. They're the biggest coincidences in my life, I feel like. And one is that Zach saw me on the very first day that I went to college. He looked at me from across the quad and he said to his friend, who's that girl? And, And then we got married, but that's not the coincidence. The coincidence is that that's exactly how my father saw my mother. He saw her the first day of class, her freshman year of college, and he looked to the person next to him and he said, who's that girl? And then he ended up marrying her. So I think that that's a pretty cool coincidence. I think that's a cool coincidence too. And then there's the ultimate, the biggest, the biggest coincidence of all. And I can't believe you didn't bring it up, but it's me and you. Our names are Monica. We were on the same floor. We have green eyes. We are both born in January. Your dad's name's James, I don't th- right? Yeah, my dad's name's James. And we both have fathers named James. Those that's are a lot of a coincidences. Pretty tied together on coincidences. Yeah. So, and I would say you are the biggest coincidence of my life. And much like Zach, one of the most enriching. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. That's the sweetest thing that I've heard in weeks and weeks. Okay, so we're going to move on from being sweet and reminiscent to me being a weird kid. So here is the first ever coincidence that I heard about. This was pre-internet, and I don't even know where I would have come across it, but I remember being younger when I found out about it. Have you ever heard about the coincidences between Abraham Lincoln and JFK, other than they were assassinated? No. Okay, Monica. If you scroll down, you are going to see an extensive list of coincidences that we are going to share with everyone listening today. And I'll go first. So Abraham Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846. JFK, 1946. Lincoln elected president, 1860. Kennedy elected president 1960. Now, as we go through this, this would be one of those coincidences of parallel lives. Okay. So everything we're talking about has happened within a hundred years of each other to the mark. Sure. Both were very concerned with civil rights. Mm -hmm. Both of their wives lost a child while living in the White House. Both presidents were assassinated on a Friday and both of them were assassinated by being shot in the head. Monica, now, Tell us here how it gets weird between these two. It gets weird between Kennedy and Lincoln because of this. Lincoln's secretary was named Kennedy. That's crazy. Kennedy's secretary was named Lincoln. Crazier. Both were assassinated by Southerners. Okay, I mean, there's some debate about that. Both were succeeded by Southerners named Johnson. Andrew Johnson, who succeeded Lincoln, was born in 1808. Lyndon B. Johnson, who succeeded Kennedy, was born in 
1908. And John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated Lincoln, was born in 1839. While Lee Harvey Oswald, who assassinated Kennedy, supposedly, allegedly, was born in 1939. And both assassins were known by their three names? That's insane. Yeah. yeah. And all the names are composed of 15 letters. Some crazy coincidence. Yeah, but it doesn't end there. Well, wait, okay, I'm hanging I'm, on to my seat. Hang on to hat. your seat because we have some more. Lincoln was shot in the theater named Ford Kennedy was shot in a Lincoln car made by Ford. Okay, that's just too weird. That is too weird. It's almost like reincarnation. Yeah, it's something parallel and bizarre for sure yeah. going on with these two. Absolutely. Not, I mean, it could even be the Illuminati. We don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it's the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. Love to get into that. <laughs> yeah, so I got a few more here for you. Okay. Booth and Oswald were assassinated before their trials. Now, to me, that ain't no coincidence, but no. it's listed here. <laughs> Okay. Why don't you give us a couple more and then I'll finish us off. All right. So here's the kicker. A week before Lincoln was shot, he was in Monroe, Maryland. And a week before Kennedy was shot, he was with Marilyn Monroe. And then here is the kibosh, the topping for this cake of coincidence. Lincoln was shot in a theater and the assassin ran to a warehouse. Kennedy was shot from a warehouse and then the assassin ran to a theater. I'm thinking they're definitely living parallel lives. Yeah, yeah. So this is a parallel life coincidence if like, I it's, ever it's saw. like Superman and then reverse Superman. Bizarro Superman. Bizarro. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of like that. Only they were actually real people. <laughs> they're actually real people. So you know, as I talked about in the last episode about Abraham Lincoln, and there's just a lot of weird, creepy, mysterious, curious things about him. Here's another one. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with Kennedy, but I'm going to call it the bonus for this segment, okay? Okay. All right. John Wilkes Booth's brother saved Abraham Lincoln's son from falling off of a train to his death. And John Wilkes Booth's brother did not know that that was Abraham Lincoln's son until several years later. Oh, that's interesting. It's almost like a life for a life or something strange there. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just getting like goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. And, oh, for sure. And you could do an entire episode on Abraham Lincoln that would give you goosebumps. It would. Well, let's talk about some other presidents. Okay. You see here, I have listed Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. Mm -hmm. This coincidence is pretty cool. But before we find out what that is, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is made possible by my affiliate partnership with the toxin-free beauty brand, Crunchy. That's Crunchy with an I. With all the talk these days about parabens and sulfates in our beauty products, it's hard to find a brand you can trust. And let's be honest, it can be annoying to read the back of every label before you buy something. And then you have to wonder, is it actually going to work? 
who has the budget or the time for all of that? I definitely don't. That's why I love Crunchy. I don't have to read labels and I don't have to worry about toxins. Ready to make a safe swap in your beauty routine? Check out my site at crunchy.com slash Monica Miller. So Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, for those of you who do not know this, they were our second and our third presidents. And if you don't know that, that's okay. I had to look up for sure which numbers they were. I just knew they were in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So now here's all the coincidences. One is that they were the last two surviving members of the American revolutionaries from the British Empire. Okay. okay. And then two, both presidents, Adams, number two, and Jefferson, number three, died within hours of one another. <gasps> yeah, but it gets even crazier. They both died on the 4th of July. What? Yes, 4th of July, 1826, which, even stranger, 50th anniversary of America's independence. Oh my goodness. Now, this seems a little flat if you ask me, but the reason I've included it is because it does kind of get weirder with presidents in the 4th of July. So here's the bonus to this. James Monroe, our fifth president, became the third of the first five U.S. presidents to die on 4th of July. Whoa. Yeah, so we had three of our first five died on the 4th of July. They knew it was a very special day. <laughs> they did. And it's so true because we almost had a fourth one die on the 4th of July. And it was a very sacred day to these men. So James Madison, our fourth president, was actually offered stimulants to help him make it to the 4th of July. But he did refuse them and ended up dying on June 28th. Oh, he's an idiot. But that's fine. I know. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you really messed up our podcast episode all these years later. <laughs> that's the stimulants, just man. take the drugs. Take the drugs. <laughs> yeah, I think he was just trying to extend his life. I'm not sure what he passed away of, but he chose. Hmm. He probably didn't want to suffer for another six no, days. No, and I'm kind of like that too. Like he uh, was like 90 or something. I mean, he's yeah. done. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> All right. So this next section is predictions or coincidences? Question mark. These stories are pretty flipping cool and I like them. I like everything I share in this category. It's not like I'm not going to like something. So probably don't need to say how <laughs> cool it is every single okay. time. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the first one we're going to start with is one of my all-time favorite literary masters, Edgar oh. Allan Poe. I love Again, him. Again, another him. man who could have his own episode. Easy. Yes. Easy. Easy. Okay. He so totally me, could. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe, Mark Twain, Abraham Lincoln, they all have crazy things about them and they're really, really interesting people. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for coincidences or predictions. Okay, so let me tell you about this. Have you ever heard about Edgar Allan Poe's 1838 novel, The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket? <laughs> um, I'm gonna just have to say no. No, no one has heard of that. We all just know his really weird stuff now. This is actually really, really weird though, but I didn't okay. ever study it. So this story is about a four-man crew, which is shipwrecked and lost at sea without food or water. Were they eating ketchup packets? They were not. They were eating each other. 
even better. <laughs> even better. Even yeah. Even better than ketchup packets. So they actually had to turn to cannibalism because there weren't ketchup packets at this time. Okay. <laughs> so what they do in this novel is they draw straws to decide who will be sacrificed so that the rest may live. Now, the name of the character whose name was drawn and then eaten was Richard Parker. So, mm. Okay, so you're like, where are the coincidences? Well, yep. yeah, they're not in that. Okay, that was a novel and it's fiction. So clearly there's not going to be any coincidences in it. Where the coincidence or prediction comes in is that in 1884, a real ship was shipwrecked and one of the passengers was eaten by the other mates. And that passenger's name was Richard Parker. Whoa, whoa. That's very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, so, interesting in the bad way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's over 45 years later that this happens. Yeah. And it happened. This guy named Richard Parker gets eaten just like a man of the same name in a novel. Creepo. Hmm. Creepo. Mm -hmm. Anything to do with Edgar Allan Poe ends up being creepy, y'all. Creepy. Just, totally there is creepy. nothing sunshiny about this man. Monica, now we've got the next one I would love for you to share with us. Now, I can't remember going all the way back to bad movie endings. Did you like the Titanic, the movie? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you actually six, watched it. Yeah, I was 16 <laughs> when I watched it. it yeah. I was on a date with my high school boyfriend. Uh -huh. So yeah, I liked it because of <laughs> all the things, right? Because of all the things that had nothing First date, to do. boyfriend, yeah. movie, yeah. alone. So I this, can't say oh. that now I, I would actually like it. <laughs> of course, of course. So I'm just bringing it up to say that we're not sure. talking about the movie. We're actually talking about the ship, okay? I think the whole idea of the ship is fantastic. Uh, of yes. course, it's like anything Victorian-ish. Um, you either have all the money or you have no money. <laughs> so this comes back to something very much like what we just heard about with Edgar Allan Poe. Now, an author named Robert Morgan wrote a book called The Wreck of the Titan. Okay. okay. All right. So he wrote that in 1898 and that was 14 years before the Titanic. All right. Yeah. So basically, here's what happens in the book named The Titan, which is pretty freaking close to the word Titanic, right? Sure. So mm -hmm. that's coincidence number one. Coincidence number two is that they were both described as unsinkable. Coincidence number three, they both both run into trouble after hitting icebergs and not just that they hit icebergs, but they hit them on the starboard side of the ship. That's crazy. Here's something crazier. They were both 400 miles off of Newfoundland when they sank and it was on April nights. Oh, for real? Yes. Like the same nights? It was or in like, April. I mean, it's yeah. a fictional piece. So no, I, I know, know. But like the fact <laughs> that the fictional piece and the real thing that happened yes. happened in April. I think that's that's crazy coincidence. Yes. And they both had the same tragedy, not just that they were hit and sinking, but that most of the people died because of a shortage of lifeboats. I love this next category. <laughs> I wondered if you would. I love this next category because James Dean, he's an enigma. Like yeah, the things is. that happened in his life, like they're just mysterious. Absolutely. He's someone else who could have his own episode easily. So we're going to borrow just a little tiny bit of a story here. And then this actually comes from a website called Jalopnik. And it's a car website, car aficionado website, okay. if you will. The old word for Junko car was 
was jalopy. So I think that that's where this comes from. Anyway, I think that's I think a, you're right. Yes. So there was an actor named Alan Guinness, and he was a contemporary of James Dean. Now, I'm not familiar with him, but he is notable for saying to Dean after looking at his car, after looking at the Porsche 550 Spider, the one that he would eventually die in. Spider is so awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so he said to him, if you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. That's, and guess what? Guess what? What? He died seven days later. That's insane. Yeah. You know what's even weirder? Weirder. Like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Tell me if you knew about this. Okay. So after the Porsche wrecked, they actually went and took parts out of it and sold them. It's pretty normal. Okay. So mm -hmm. those parts went on to kill two more people. Are you kidding me? No. And they also caused several injuries. Oh. <gasps> Okay, so here, so I know we're talking about coincidences. Yes. But this could also lead into curses. Do you think Alec oh, yes. Guinness cursed him by saying that? Well, that, I think if you go to this website, that that is kind of the question here. Was it bad parts? Was it a curse? Or was it just a coincidence? Oh, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. I know my grandmother would say it was a curse. Yes. I just know but that. I wonder what made him think that. Say that. I'm, right. Exactly. Yeah, like he must have been really worried. And I wonder if he isn't the type of person who can just feel bad energy. You know, I don't know much about him. So he could have just been yes. that way. Monica, we have talked about quite a few coincidences, or as I like to call them, coincidences. And now we need help from our friends and our followers. And it's no coincidence that we need this help because it's you that helps make this podcast grow. And one of the ways that you can do that is if you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And if you want more Two Monicos and a microphone, you follow us on Instagram at Two Monicas Podcast. That's with the number two. You can even find some really fun bores pertaining to today's episode on Pinterest with the same name. And don't forget to hit that share button and send this episode to a friend who might enjoy it. If you have a friend who you've shared a coincidence with, they're going to really enjoy hearing today's episode. We're going to talk about some coincidences that are not nearly as cool as two girls named Monica being on the same floor with green eyes. Okay. I mean, that is obviously should be in the books. But here's a few others, tongue and cheek here. <laughs> All that, right. Um, I named this section Lifesavers. All right. So what do you get when you don't pay a lot for a boat? You get a cheapskate. Yeah. And that is this guy who is a cheapskate ended up avoiding dying twice on Malaysian air flights. What? Oh my God. That was the, that one of those was the one that crashed in the ocean. They never found anybody ever. Right. And then the other one was shot down over the Ukraine. That's insane. Yeah. And though it's not really the coincidence. I mean, the coincidence is that this guy was going to get on them. And in the 11th hour, like right at the last minute, he just booked a cheaper flight. And wow, it, that's he's crazy. actually a Dutch cyclist. 
So it's not even like he's a rando. And that's probably why we know this story, actually, is yeah. because he has some fame. I mean, I know nothing about Dutch cycling, nor how to pronounce his name. Oh, it's Martin. Well, there's Martin an extra Dijon. A in there. Yeah. It, so you say it, Martin de Jong. Uh, yeah. Well, there we go. Now we know who it is. And that is one lucky SOB. You want to talk about other lucky people? This I do. Is, I do too, because this story is like, what the fish is like, what? And <laughs> it's not the weirdest one in this particular segment though. Oh my God. So, you found so many good things. I did. It's really fun to look up weird stuff on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so this lady survived the Titan- Titan- Titanic. Who says it like that? This lady <laughs> survived the Titanic. Okay. So her name was Violet Jessup and she was a nurse in an ocean liner store. Stewardess, and she actually earned the nickname Miss Unsinkable. Hmm. Of course, we've heard of the unsinkable Molly Brown, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. But this lady's more unsinkable. Why? Because she also survived the sinking of the HMHS Britannic, which sank in 1916, just four years after the Titanic. Oh. Yeah. And then she was reportedly on board of a third boat that was hit by a warship, but it didn't fully sink. And maybe it didn't because she was on board. Okay. So she survives the Titanic. Mm -hmm. How was she one of the women and children who like got into a boat? Well, she was a nurse. So I don't know if that maybe was why she got into a boat. I didn't look up. I don't have the full backstory on violent survivor skills, but I would say she was, she was a stewardess and a nurse. So my guess is they wanted nurses with them. They maybe were top tier, even though she wasn't particularly rich, but she had value. (laughs) All right. Skills. She had skills. Skills. She had skills. I mean, and maybe she's a really good swimmer. And because it was the early 1900s, she felt okay not being called a witch if she swam. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you know that water was really cold. She would have died of hypothermia. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So she obviously got on a lifeboat twice. And maybe she's just a survivor. And then here's another really, really weird coincidence about not dying when you're on a ship. Okay. So this actually came from a really cool book that I would like to hunt down called The Book of Lists. And it was published in 1976. And within that book is a story that is told about Hugh Williams. But. All right. Yeah. But Hugh Williams is not the same man. It's three separate Hugh Williams. Oh, okay. And here's their story. In 1664, a ship goes down down off North Wales. It sank with 81 passengers on board. One lone survivor, a man named Hugh Williams. So on the same date in 1785, a ship sank with 60 passengers on board and there was one survivor, a man named Hugh Williams pretty freaking crazy, right? Uh, Yeah, totally crazy. Yeah. So fast forward, same date, 1860, a ship sank with 25 passengers on board and there was one survivor. Guess what his name was? Uh, Hugh Williams. Yeah. Hugh Williams. Talk about a lucky name. I mean, you and I mentioned lucky numbers, but he mm-hmm. had a lucky name. Okay. So I don't really believe in reincarnation, but this kind of makes me think that it's <laughs> I'm not sure. There's a few things that I might think about it. One being Hugh Williams is probably a really common name. Okay. But also even that is a stretch. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's fun to talk about. 
I see the next section here. Um, you won't believe me, but Jim Morrison's dad. And the only reason that that popped out to me is because I did live in Seattle for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And there's a statue of Jim Morrison there oh. on a city street. Yeah. Sidewalk, sidewalk. Did it talk about his dad at all? Nope. So that's <laughs> why I'm like, oh, what's with the dad? I have titled this next part, the things I'm going to share. You won't believe me. Okay. <laughs> so Jim Morrison's father started the Vietnam War. What? He did. And I the Vietnam I War honestly started... don't believe you. <laughs> oh, it's you just go straight up to Jim Morrison's dad was like a general and he totally started the Vietnam War. And it was kind of a false flag situation. And it's, you yeah. know, it can go down into the conspiracy theories that drive people to believe that that is why Jim Morrison was murdered in France. I don't know that I believe that, but there's a lot to Jim Morrison's dad. (laughs) Wow. He started the war and it's true and you can just look it up. And that is what one of the descriptions of him is even on Wiki. I see here that you have a whole bunch of musicians, particularly, mm-hmm. who have died by the age of 27. So Janis yeah. Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Brian Jones, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, and Amy Winehouse. That is crazy coincidence that all of them have died by the age of 27. Oh, yeah. And there's actually a lot of famous people who've died at 27, but these are by far the most prominent figures. Sure. All right. This next title, I don't know how to interpret it unless I read through everything. The Falling Babies. Right. So I think we're going to close with this really remarkable story. Now, I didn't initially include this story. I saw it come up several times in coincidences on websites, and I thought, Okay. Uh, no, this is weird. And yeah. I don't know where the sources come from. Is it an urban legend? Well, I found out that no, this is a story from Time Magazine published in 1938. So since I was able to track this down in print, I would like to share it. It's pretty remarkable and I'll use it to close this out on really crazy coincidences. Yeah. So as you said, the falling babies. <laughs> so uh, in 1937, yeah. Detroit, where you grew up. So I can't where believe you I didn't grew up. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a man named Joseph Figlock, which is just a fun name to say, which is why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> So he was a street cleaner and he was strolling down the street doing his job. Then suddenly out of the sky comes a baby. It falls on his head and shoulder so hard that both the baby and Figlock sustained injuries, but both survived. That's just tragic. That is, but they both survived. Okay. Okay. So, which is kind of coincidental in and of itself, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. at least it wasn't an air conditioner because he would have died. Because he would not have survived. So imagine you're a mom, you live on the fourth story and your baby goes flying out the window. I mean, you know what you're going to see when you look down, right? It's not going to be good. But this man's face and shoulders saved your kid. Okay. So that's coincidence number one of this. There's actually more or I wouldn't wouldn't be sharing it. (laughs) So a year later, Figlock is sweeping again, but this time in a different alley. And guess what? What? A two-year-old baby fell 
on his head from a second story window. Oh my God. Two-year-old? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I totally believe a two-year-old can climb out a window. And yeah. in 1937, they didn't have baby gates or... Right. Yeah. No. Oh my God. Yeah. So falls, same thing. Hits them. They both survive. Oh, thank God. I mean, can you imagine? You're just like, and God has fated me to catch babies with my face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why this little scenario is called Falling Babies. Okay, Monica, that concludes all of my crazy stories for the day. I am really looking forward to the rest of this series and everything that it has to offer. Yeah, They're no, so, it's going to be super fun. It's going to be hard not to go down the many, many rabbit holes that this is going to open up. Okay. Well, everyone, it is no coincidence that you are listening to this. You're listening to this because you enjoy us and we are appreciative. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and letting us be part of your day, whether that's folding socks, driving to work, or getting in your cardio. We're happy to provide you with entertainment about nothing serious, seriously. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're loving it, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at 2MonicasPodcast. That's with the number two. Access extended show notes and more at our website, 2MonicasPodcast.com. Love this episode? Hit that share button and send to a friend who'd like it too. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode of 2Monicas in a Microphone. Awesome. That was fun.